Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Christ, and glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We will talk about the NFC Championship, the AFC Championship, and some early thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. This podcast brought to you by Andy Wells Real Estate. You're going to hear from Andy in just a minute, but call him or text him. Area code 225-772-6000. Andy Wells, whether you're buying or selling or you're looking for some a real estate investment, Andy Wells, you hear from him in just a minute. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Lots of good things happening there. And I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Check me out on TikTok. All right, we're going to listen to a message from Andy Wells and then our host, Anchor, and then we're back with Trey Blossman and talk some NFL football on the conference championship games, the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and an early look at the point spread and the Super Bowl matchup in Tampa on February 7th. I'm Tommy Chrysan, talking sports with TK. Please stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you, so call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We continue with Target Sports with TK. Sports takes. Trey Blossman going to join me in a minute. Lots of football and stuff to talk about. We're going to get into all that and have some fun. Please share this podcast with all of your friends. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tommy. Doing good. A pretty good day for you yesterday in your NFL picks. You had a couple of leans on the over on the totals that hit, and then you went one and one in the games. And that's uh, pretty sporty for conference championship Sunday. Uh, Trey, your thoughts? Let's start with the first game that was played, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Lots to talk about. Trey Blossman, I'll let you start it off. Well, obviously, uh, it was a game focused on quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers outdueled Tom Brady, but the Bucks got the win. Rodgers, 33 of 48 for 346, three touchdowns, one interception. Brady, 20 out of 36, 280 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. One take from the game, Tommy, is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a much mentally tougher football team with Tom Brady playing quarterback. I think, obviously, he's a good quarterback, and he's going to be in his 10th Super Bowl, twice as many as uh, any other two or three guys combined, I think. Uh, He's a stud. 
you know, but more than his play on the field yesterday, I think the mental toughness and the belief in the fact that we can win is what he gives his teammates. And I think that's what the biggest take for me in the game is how he caused his team to believe that they could win. And they did. Now, he threw three interceptions in the second half, and it appeared to me for a while that the GOAT was going to be the GOAT. And that would have been a great headline for a newspaper had Green Bay, in fact, won the game. But even giving up three interceptions in the second half, the Bucks were mentally tough enough to hold on for the win. Now, Green Bay was down eight points with just over two minutes left. They had first and goal on the Tampa eight-yard line. They threw two incompletes to get to third down. On that play, it appeared to me that Aaron Rodgers could have run the ball in for a touchdown, and then they're a two-point conversion away from tying the football game. But he threw an incomplete pass, bringing up fourth and eight. And on fourth and eight, they decided to kick a field goal, which is quite possibly the worst in-game coaching decision I've ever seen considering the circumstances, considering it was the NFC Championship game. I don't know how in the world you kick a field goal there. The coach said that, well, I've got the two-minute warning and three timeouts. We can get a stop and get the ball back. Well, had they gone for it on fourth down and scored the touchdown and not converted the two-point PAT, they still would have needed that two-minute warning and the three timeouts to get the ball back. The difference is a field goal would have won the game instead of needing a touchdown to win the game. Again, I think it's probably the worst in-game coaching decision I've ever seen. Well, two things. One, you're correct. On third down, Rodgers, it looked like he could have clearly got into the end zone. And if not into the end zone, he's to the two to one yard line or just short of the goal. And I get it. These guys, somebody like Rodgers, he doesn't want to get hit and run in October. Okay. But this is the playoffs. This is the conference championship game. You sacrifice everything should have ran the ball there. Hindsight's 2020, but he should have done that. And then I agree the, the worst blunder by a coach ever. And you know, Trey, it's easy to coach a game on Monday when they play it the day before. However, when the field goal team went out there, everybody said, you can't do that. You have an MVP quarterback. The ball has to be in his hands. And if you don't make it, you still go back to what you said, the, the two, the three timeouts and the two-minute warning, you stop them deep in their own territory. A huge blunder, uh, maybe the biggest blunder ever in a conference championship game, no question about it. The coach kind of, you know, he admitted that he regretted it, but he played it off like, well, when it doesn't work, you, you regret it. No, no. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You got an MVP quarterback, and you know, you st it still doesn't guarantee that you make the two-point conversion or whatever, but you have to put the ball in Rodgers' hands. And here's the other thing. Rod they let Rod according to the reports, the coach let Rodgers call the third down play. He called the play his own. It didn't come from the coach or from the sideline. Well, if Rodgers, he's making that call thinking he's got another play if this one doesn't work. He's right, thinking four-down right. territory. So I want to, I'm wondering if he would have knew that the coach was going to do a field goal if he wouldn't have called something different on third. And, and again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that's a major communication breakdown that's not supposed to happen at that level.
you know, you, you gotta all be on the same page there, you know, and, uh, but it's just a blunder that I don't know if the Packers can overcome it. The saints have horrible salary cap issues. The Packers are not far behind. Plus they have a lot of guys whose contracts expire and they're going to be free agents. Rogers, understandably so very pissed off after the game about a lot of things and the season coming to a screeching halt. He said he didn't know what his future brings. A lot of people re- might bring. He's a lot of people read into that that he may be thinking he doesn't want to be in Green Bay. You know, Matt Lafleur got there as the coach. Rogers was not happy. Okay. Then they got a little warm and fuzzy with each other. Then when they drafted Jordan Love last year, Rogers was not happy. So maybe you know Rogers kicks back for a week, clears his head like he said he's going to do. And who knows? We'll have to worry about that later. The bottom line, superstars. I'm talking about Tom Brady now. Superstars make people around them better. Magic Johnson did it. Larry Bird did it. Michael Jordan did it. And the list goes on and on. And the guys who just elevated everybody around him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers was seven and nine last year. If you're the backup right guard or you're a guy, you know, playing linebacker for the Bucs and all of a sudden you, you get to the locker room and now Tom Brady's wearing the same uniform that you are, trust me, that gets your attention. That makes you look in the mirror and say, hey, we got the greatest quarterback. We, we got to do better. You know, I got to make myself better so the team's better. And then their defense has played a lot better. Devin White is going to play in the league for a long time, but not just him. They they had some other guys that really stepped it out. You know, they 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 put pressure on Rodgers. They got to him. They forced him to throw some balls before he wanted to, which is all what it takes to to win championship games. And it's just a remarkable story by Tom Brady uh, to go now in the Super Bowl. For the 10th time, I mean, just, just this is just unbelievable what this guy has accomplished. And, of course, Patriot fans, Bill Belichick, what are they thinking? You know, Brady goes down here and, and takes the Bucks uh, to three road wins in the playoffs and, and into the Super Bowl in their own stadium? I mean, Hollywood couldn't do this. Well, Tommy, relative to making other players on your team better, and he certainly does that. And, again, that's mental. Take a look at Leonard Fournette. That guy hadn't looked like that since he was a rookie, okay? Uh, I mean, he looked like a really good running back yesterday, and uh, that's mental, okay? He knew he played on a crappy team at Jacksonville. He, Whether he knew it or not, a little bit of him quit, and he was revitalized when he wound up on Tampa, and he got better all year. Playing with Brady, you know, being a professional rubs off on people around you. And Fournette's matured a little bit and looked like a good running back yesterday. Something else I think I need to point out, Tommy, is the pack played with no urgency yesterday. And that's a favorite term of mine when I talk about football. And I always complain that the Saints don't play with a lot of urgency sometimes. They were down 18 points in the third quarter, and they were milking the play clock down to one second and zero seconds and actually got away numerous times with delay of the game. It infuriates me that the NFL officials will not call that penalty. Sometimes two and three seconds after the play clock stops, they still haven't gotten off a snap. But when you're down 18 points in the third quarter playing at home in the NFC championship, you might want to pick up the pace just a little bit because the other team might well score again. Okay. You know, you're thinking, well, we've got plenty of time. We're down 18. It's the third quarter. Yeah, you got plenty of time if the other team doesn't score. But if they score, 
I just was appalled at the casual nature with the way Green Bay approached things. I agree with you 100%. We even swapped a few text messages about that during the game. We both noticed that. And, of course, your blood pressure went up. Mine didn't go up as high. But uh, <laughs> we both met, definitely took note of that. Hey, before we talk about the AFC game, all you folks out there in Louisiana, for all your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling, call or text Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. Trey, you, you talked about the, the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game first. I'll start off on on Kansas City, Buffalo, bottom line, Kansas City was the better football team. You know, uh, Buffalo, I think, has got a bright future in front of them. Kansas City, certainly yesterday, was the better football team, top to bottom, front to back, fell behind 9 nothing. That didn't matter in any way, shape, or form. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Darrell Williams, uh, two LSU guys get in the end zone. Mahomes does his stuff with a turf toe. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, th this guy went to a junior college, went to Oklahoma State, went to West Alabama so and then all of a sudden he's he's one of the best receivers and certainly the fastest in the NFL what a story it is and the, the defense with Sneed the kid out of Louisiana Tech really stepping it up and I mean just an unbelievable effort their defense is a lot better too defense wins championships it still matters it still sticks especially when you play January football uh, you know, I, I had the wild hair. I went bills on the money line on my, my pick on Sports Shorts Daily with Ronnie Rance. And, of course, I missed that. I also missed the, the, the earlier game as I had uh, Green Bay minus the points. So I didn't have a good weekend. But when you gamble, you have some ups, you have some downs, and that's the way it goes. But I'll bounce back. But Kansas City, in my mind, was just the better football team. And it kind of looked like no matter what happened that day, they were going to win that game. That was my thoughts. Trey Blossman, your thoughts on the Chiefs' victory over the Bills? Well, the Chiefs had the best player on the field. Even with an injured left foot, Patrick Mahomes was easily the best player in that contest. He was 29 of 38 for 325, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. You mentioned Tyreek Hill. He's dynamite in a bottle. He had a huge game. So did Kelsey. They combined for 22 catches for 290 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes had limited mobility. And still with a hurt left foot and limited mobility, he's just the best player on the field. And he will be the best quarterback on the field in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's greatest of all time. But Tom Brady's 43 years old. He's not the quarterback that Mahomes is today. Not even close. Well, well, a couple of things on that. Uh, you know, I, I agree with that completely. But probably the best thing I saw out of Mahomes yesterday, and I didn't see it till today, but when the kid fumbled the punt, Hardman dropped the punt, Buffalo gets it, punches it in, makes it 9 nothing. okay? He went to the bench, and he kind of took the big warm-up jacket thing and threw it up over his head. He had kind of threw his helmet down in disgust. He realized he made a major error, major mistake. Patrick Mahomes walks over there, pulls the big warm-up jacket thing off of the guy and starts tapping him on the leg. Obviously, I don't know what he said, but it was along the lines of get your head up. You know, we can overcome this, catch the next one, whatever he might have said. That spoke more volume to me than anything, any pass Mahomes threw that day. 
That's what leaders do. That's what superstars do. There's already talk of how Brady's going to pass the torch to Mahomes in Tampa on February 7th, and that time will tell about that. And then one last comment, I, I would like to send an email to the Buffalo Bills and let them know that Kansas City likes to throw to number 87 a little bit. I mean, not only would they throw it at him, this guy was wide open. I mean, not only was he open, he was like college wide open all day long. I'm like, Bill, dear Buffalo, what, what are you doing out there, you know? But, again, it goes back to my comment, the Chiefs, to me, were the better football team. They advanced to the Super Bowl, and on paper, this this looks like one heck of a Super Bowl game. Well, Tommy, you know, you mentioned what Mahomes said to Hardiman after the fumble. My comment after the fumble, and Buffalo goes up 9 nothing. they missed the PAT, and perhaps this is what Mahomes told his teammate. We got him right where we want him. Based on last year's playoffs, falling down two scores was exactly where Kansas City wanted to be. It was very familiar territory for them. Uh, they made some really incredible comebacks in the playoffs last year. They weren't worried at all being down nine. They weren't phased whatsoever. And, you know, that's mental toughness. By the way, Andy Reid is a great coach. Uh, some of the schemes that they ran – were just brilliant, and uh, I think we've got two weeks to decide who we're going to pick in this game, but it's going to be hard for Tampa to beat Kansas City. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Andy Reid because you and I both commented over the years about, you know, the, the credit he deserved prior to winning the Super Bowl last year and, you know, and what he's doing now. I mean, this guy's the real deal. He, he If he wins his back-to-back Super Bowls here, he puts himself – up in the conversation with, you know, the greatest coaches of all times, especially the landscape of the NFL now with free agency and the roster management and the way that rosters change each and every year. You're right, Trey. Um, looking ahead, we got plenty of time to make our picks. A three-point line, Kansas City's favorite over and under is 56 in this game. It'll be in Tampa. Perfect field conditions. We'll get a weather report next week. Uh, about 22,000 people are expected to be there, but it's a corporate thing. I think each team's getting like 3,500 tickets, something like that. The rest is going to be a corporate NFL thing and and some first responders that were vaccinated. I, I read something about that, but, you know, so it's, it's not like, even though it's in Tampa Stadium, it's not going to have the home field effect uh, other than the you know, the familiarity with your surroundings and they're sleeping in their own bed, although they'll probably hotel at the night before the game, uh, as most teams do anyway, even when they're home, follow that routine. But, you know, there, there'll be some things like that. And then probably what also yields to the fact that you might have a great football game is you're not going to have all the bullshit distractions all week. I and mean, normally teams in the Super Bowl are there all week. There's the media day thing. There's all these interviews and, and, and the functions and events. None of that's going to happen due to the pandemic. So maybe more focused than ever on the football end of it. And, you know, maybe we get a whale of a Super Bowl game that goes down to the wire, maybe overtime. But just as soon as you think that, it'll end up being 42 to 10. But I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see when that gets a little closer. Trey, as we wrap this up, your, your comments on the – your early comments on the Super Bowl matchup. Well, I mean, it's a great matchup. you got the greatest quarterback of all time against the greatest quarterback of this time. Uh, the You know, the young against the old. 
I think it's a classic matchup in the NFL. I'd say they're lucky to have it. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. They're lucky to have this matchup. I'm well, let, let me throw let me throw this to everybody to to put this in their pipe and smoke it. Okay, Back, I want to say 1995 or maybe a little bit after that. Tom Brady was drafted by the Montreal Expos as a catcher. He was a pretty sporty catcher back in the day playing baseball. Well, on the day he was drafted by the Montreal Expos, which for you youngsters are now the Washington Nationals, Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. Brady was drafted by the Expos as a catcher. Mahomes was in kindergarten, and now they'll meet in Super Bowl 55. Well, the Brady story and legacy continues to be built, and uh, it's it's very impressive. But young number fifteen may well wind up with a more impressive resume at the end of his career. Trey Blossman will do this again next week, and uh, we will have Super Bowl picks for everybody. Uh, Thursday or Friday prior to the Super Bowl, we'll have some more sports takes next week. Maybe next week, since we'll, we'll, we don't have any football to talk about, maybe we can talk a, a little LSU basketball. I watched the game this past Saturday when Kentucky beat them, and wow, was I stunned about a lot of things. Maybe we'll get into that next week, and who knows what else will transpire between now and then. Trey Blossman, you have a wonderful week. We encourage folks to share this podcast with all of your friends. Trey, we'll talk to you again. Thank you, Tommy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.